Sometimes we build ourselves a great job, but then that's all we know how to do. So entrepreneurs, I think, have certain levels to it. And if you stop growing, then you'll stop having the ability to continue to scale. Welcome to the Free From Wall Street podcast, where we share how we have done over $200 million in real estate deals to create, preserve, and pass on generational wealth without the roller coaster ride of the stock market. If you're ready to start investing with purpose, visit freefromwallstreet.com. But for now, let's dive into this episode. Welcome back to the Free From Wall Street podcast. My name is Steve Libman. I am your managing partner of Integrity Holdings Group and your host for today. So we just came back from an amazing event. It was how to build and scale and continue growing from where you are today to where you want to go. And a lot of the weekend was spent talking about what got you here won't get you there. And interestingly enough, we've had this conversation in our last quarterly meeting, so the timing was extremely appropriate. We recognize what got us here won't get us there, even though we're super grateful for what got us here. We know we need to evolve, right? We know we need to get to the next iteration of the business. And what does that mean? Well, what that means is as entrepreneurs, you certainly do a lot of things in the beginning, a lot of energy, a lot of um, wearing many hats. And what we recognized was, you know, we have about $40 million in private capital that we have brought in from private investors to partner with us on these deals in the last 30 to 31 months. But what got us to $40 million of assets under management or equity under management will not get us to $250 million. What got us to $150 million of asset purchases in the last three years won't get us to a billion. So this is a very difficult concept for entrepreneurs to grasp. And I would argue that John Maxwell's The Law of the Lid comes into play significantly here. I have plenty of experience with other operators, other entrepreneurs that get to a certain level of success and stop. And now I don't know if they want to stop or if they just become their own lid, and that's why they stop, right? I would argue that sometimes we build ourselves a great job, but then that's all we know how to do. So entrepreneurs, I think, have certain levels to it. And if you stop growing, then you'll stop having the ability to continue to scale. And maybe maybe you don't want to scale, right? Maybe your whole job, maybe your whole purpose in becoming an entrepreneur was to create a business and create a job for yourself but when you stopped working, that business died, right? Maybe in my wholesale business, we did this. Maybe when Travis and I started flipping, this is what we focused on because for the first couple of years, we didn't have any employees. We didn't scale at all. And if either one of us took a day off, the business stopped. So getting back to my point, the entrepreneur, so that's not us, right? There is a subsection of people that do that. That's okay if that's what your goal is, right? I have no problem with that. And good for you. You created a job for yourself. You work for yourself. You answer to nobody. I see the benefits of all of that, right? Maybe you can create some semblance of financial freedom. But I would argue that a business isn't a business unless it's saleable or it works without you as the owner. We're talking about from not getting us what got us here won't get us there. What's interesting about this is the same frenetic energy, the same hyper focus, the same drive, the same discipline that it takes to start building a business and get it to a certain level of success is the same exact things that will keep you from having that next level of success. 
let me say that again because this is this took me a long time to grasp and I, I'm still you know just repeating it for my own benefit here is the same energies drive discipline determination that got you to your first level of success in your business is the same things that will prevent you from continuing to grow that business. In fact, I would argue it's the things that will destroy that business. No. So what do I mean? I mean, when you're an entrepreneur and you start the business, you're sitting in every seat, right? Me and Travis sat in every single seat when we started this business. And then we started to hire some folks, right? We started to hire some rock stars. They now take things off of our plates, but we're still sitting in a lot of different seats. And it's because we feel like we have to. I w- Look, part of it is certainly because we feel like we have to. Part of it is because we haven't grown past the thought that there's people that will do it better than us. And we've proven it multiple times that there's other people on our team that are better suited to do these tasks than we are. But still, you have trained your brain to think that success is equal to effort. And in our businesses, that's true in the beginning, but then it switches. And without that character development, without that growth, without that level of humility that comes with having to give away the amount of work that you want to do or have to do or (laughs) secretly desire to do, you will hold your organization back. So that's where we're at right now. So we're, we're closing a 384 unit deal today, right? $42 million project by far the biggest deal we've ever done. And what are we going to do after that? We're going to pause. We're going to take 45 to 60 days off and we're going to work on the business, not in the business. We're going to figure out how to get me as the visionary, Travis as the owner, and some of our other teammates in and out of other seats on the accountability chart. Because what got us here, right? And we're super grateful. I mean, today's a huge day. We're going to close this absolutely amazing project with you know close to 100 of private investors that have trusted us with their money. And we have scaled very quickly into these types of deals. But we also recognize that what got us here won't get us there. So to do you know, four, eight, 12 more of these size deals, we need to figure out what the next iteration of the business is. So this event really helped us in targeting our scaling goals, lifestyle goals. What does it look like? How involved are we? How many people do we need on the team? I think as a a big thing that determines how fast you will grow is whether or not you trust your organization to be able to hold on to rock stars. And so far we have, but we've also scaled a previous business with a previous team. And we were not equipped yet to effectively manage that size team. It takes growth. It takes development. Again, law of the lid. The organization is only going to grow as far as the owner grows, right? So tangibly, what does that look like? Over the next 45 to 60 days, okay, so what are we going to do to make sure that we can continue to do the deals that we have to do? By the way, this is, <laughs> this is difficult for me to do personally because what this means is we have to say no to deals, right? We have multiple deals that have been brought to us in the last 45 days that pencil and will create great returns for us and our investors. But we are going to say no, which is a very difficult thing. And frankly, the first time I've ever done it in the business, because it's difficult for me to say no, number one, when deals work, it looks like, well, we should do this deal. But the problem is, is that we will just continue to chase deals, right? Just, oh, here's the next deal. Here's the next deal. Here's the next deal. But we're not scaling and hiring into the business that we want to be over the next 10 years, right? So you guys know that we have a donor advised fund that we're attached to, that's attached to our business. And our goal 
right, is to increase in giving. So the first deal we did 1%, second deal we did 2.5%, right? Now we're up to 10% of the income that comes in from these apartments going into the donor advised fund and then distributing out to nonprofits. The goal is to continue to increase that percentage in every single deal that we do until we're giving away 90% of the cash flows and upside to these nonprofits. Now, the goal is to do that within 10 years, and I think we can. We might be able to do it sooner. But what are the systems and processes and personnel in place that we need to be able to do that faster? So this is the first time we're saying no to deals. It's a difficult thing for me to do, but I recognize the fact that if I say yes to one more deal, we just kick the can down the road further. We hurt our team. We hurt our business. And essentially, we hurt the purpose, which is to give more abundantly. Anyway, if you guys have been through this, definitely reach out, let me know, subscribe, you know, comment, whatever. I'm interested to hear how you have overcome some of these things. So what we're going to be doing over the next 45 to 60 days is revamping the accountability chart, right? Our new quarterly rock is going to be how do we remove ourselves from these other boxes that we're in, in the sales role, in the operations, in the asset management. Like we have people that can do some of this stuff. And if we don't have them, how do we hire for that? So that's the first thing that we're going to be doing is figuring out what accountability chart jobs need to get filled in, who is the ideal candidate for that, and then start going and finding those people to bring into the organization to help us scale effectively. Second is we're going to be focused in what is that budget look like, right? If we're not going to be doing a deal for the next 60 days, but we still need to be bringing in new investors. What, what's the budget for all of those salaries, for all of that marketing? What marketing strategies are we going to be using to get in front of more people to tell our story? How do we become more effective at telling the story? How do we become more automated? So there's a lot of things to think about over the next 45 to 60 days. And they've been in the back of our minds for the last two years, right? We've known that this needs to get done to continue to grow. But why now? Well, we recognize that we have more deals than we can fund. So we really need to bolster our catching ability. How much can we catch? And the counterintuitive perspective on that is you're not going to just jump and grow wings on the way down, right? The next 60 days is going to create the systems and the processes and the personnel that will be able to grow and scale at probably double the rate. And you'll, you'll be able to see this. I mean, we'll continue to talk about this over the next 12 months and what we've done over the next 60 days and how it will pour gasoline on the fire. Because intuitively, I know that that's the case. Unfortunately, we have a difficult time in doing it. Look, we've all decided as a team that this is what we're going to do. We've all agreed we're going to go far together. We're going to be yoked on this. We're going to be moving in the same direction, paddling in the same direction, whatever analogy you want to use, right? We know that we need to grow into the next step of the business. So it's been a lot of hard conversations, a lot of hard of internal struggle. And, you know, the hardest conversation was for me and Travis, you know, we'll do a follow up to this podcast too, because Travis and I have to talk about this with you guys together. I'd love to just have him and I chat about, you know, what we've learned and discovered about ourselves. Because as you continue to grow businesses, you recognize, again, as the law of the lid, you need character development, you need spiritual development, you need to continue to grow the business. But what does that look like tangibly from an ownership box, right? We know how to grow the team. We know how to hire people. But what does that mean for character development for us? How do we become more accountable to each other, more accountable to the team? How are we doing the things, reading the things, talking about the things, measuring the things that will make an impact, not just on 
our lives, but on our people's lives as well. So now we need to be more accountable as leaders because as we continue to expand, we need to hold ourselves to a higher standard, right? And that's where your core values come in. This is a big deal. We wrote these core values years ago and we abide by them, but now we need to not just abide by them, right? They need to abide in us and abide, you know, biblical term, meaning to dwell in. And we need to be able to do that both ways, right? People need to be able to look externally, looking at us and see our core values. We need to live them out. Our team needs to see us live them out. It's themselves needs to live it out. And then really put a spotlight on the blind spots where maybe you're not fully walking that out, right? And then be accountable to each other about where you might not be walking that out. Talk about those things and fix and grow those things so that you can continue that character development that relates to your own spiritual growth, your own family growth, your own personal growth, your own business growth. All of these things are intertwined. I think a lot of entrepreneurs like to put things in different boxes like, oh, here's my family box. Here's my fun box. Here's my business box. Here's my personal growth box. But that's not how it works. All of these things are intertwined, right? I love, hate the quote, how you do one thing is how you do everything. But why do I hate it? I hate that quote because when I fall off on one thing, I know that it's intertwined into how I am about everything else. I'm allowing something else to slip if I allow this to slip. And it's a difficult thing to do. It's a hard look into your own character to see if you are acting in a way that is consistent across the board. And if you're not, you need to fix it. How do you fix it? You can't fix it until you recognize it. You need to call it out. And then you need to work on the steps that are tangible to create the habits that eradicate that bad behavior or put habits in place that start to promote good behavior. This could be working out, eating healthy. I mean, this is not just, are we having our L10 meeting at 9.30 every single Monday at 9.30? Although that is important, right? That's part of <laughs> that's part of how the business runs. So anyway, just wanted to jump on here and share with you guys because we're really excited about the next iteration of the business. I'm having a difficult time. I woke up this morning, went for a run with the girls just around our neighborhood, right? We just walked a mailbox, ran a mailbox, walked them out. And it's really cute because my four-year-old trying to keep up is amazing. But it, it becomes really fun. So I got back from that little walk and then we came back and uh, had a text message. Hey, would you like to fund X? I have this deal. It looks like this. Here are the metrics. And I'm just like, this is a tough thing for me to say. But no, we're not doing any more deals until we have the right foundation built. And maybe, maybe this is the first floor. Maybe it's the second floor. I think our foundation is the core values and the, the work that we've already done and the credibility we've already created. So I think the foundation is there. But now we need to shore up the foundation, create floors one and two, and then we can jump back into more deal flow after we have some more consistency in a lot of the operations. So we're excited. I hope this is encouraging to you if you're an investor, if you're a entrepreneur, you know, whatever stage of life you're in, then what are you doing to be more consistent and what are you doing to continue to grow and continue to learn and be more accountable and things like that. And you know, even if you're just one of our passive investors listening to this, I hope this is encouraging for you because we're doing most of these activities to make sure that we continue to shore up our own investing acumen. So anyway, if you are not a part of our investor club, go to integrityhg.com and sign up for the investor club. If you don't want to fill out the whole form of the investor club, feel free to join the newsletter or whatever, just so we can get in contact with you guys and you can kind of see and hear a little bit more about what we're doing. 
We'll be giving some weekly updates through this podcast about the journey that we're going through, creating you know the next goals and the next hires and things like that. And I hope that's interesting to you. But if you haven't, share this podcast with somebody that you think might get some value from it. Subscribe, make a comment, give us a rating. All of those things are super helpful. We love to be able to get in front of more people and that's how we do it. So thank you for listening to the Free From Wall Street podcast. My name is Steve Libman. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening to the Free From Wall Street podcast. If you like what you hear, leave us a rating and review and let us know what you think.